everybody. It's Christine McDaniel here with the Co-Living Code show. Every single week, I get to talk to operators and founders and residents, investors, builders, real estate developers in the co-living world and an amazing world it is. Um, so today I'm going to actually read the bio and kind of go into who we're interviewing because we have two guests again today, which this is always fun when we have two guests simultaneously. Um, this is actually um, K9, which is Tech Farm. It's in Stockholm, Sweden, and they started in November 2016, and it was founded by, as like a Tech Farm property by Lisa and Frederick, and it was inspired by similar projects in San Francisco. So Lisa had previously opened and ran four years a similar yet smaller project in Old Town of Stockholm called House 24. And then in 2016, Lisa and Frederick took over four floors of a formal, former hotel in the heart of Stockholm and turned it into a home for 50 people, which that actually, we'll, we'll definitely talk more about that. And it has been, and still is an incredible and challenging journey. K9 is today is completely self-ran and each responsibility that needs to be taken care of to make such a community work is volunteer based. So when moving in, each person is invited to take part in the community depending on their ability and time through a system of teams taking care of different areas. And those areas being community and culture, on and off boarding, management communication, maintenance, beauty and space, economic association. So we're really gonna kind of dive in because I know a lot of people listening and watching would love to know like how that's done you know, with, within a concept. Um, they have a monthly house meeting to address tactical and government concerns, issues, and suggestions. And then finally, included in their rent is a small house budget that they use to buy shared supplies, such as spices, teas, coffee, detergent, and so forth. And with the remaining money, they try to fund community and growth building activities, workshops, events, and even more. And so we have two of those amazing volunteers on the show today and residents. So they're, they'll go into depth. They've actually, you know, the concept's been around for two years. Um, they've both lived there for a year and a half. Um, I know that the founders we were talking before we started, the original founders had some stuff come up. And so they moved on. And again, the residents that were in the home and in the concept took over and divvied everything up. So why don't you guys each introduce yourselves and we'll go from there. Uh, my name is Morgan. I'm French. I've been living in Sweden for about 10 years. <laughs> um, yeah, and I moved in uh, yeah, a little bit more than a year and a half ago. And um, I, yeah, I work part-time as a community manager in a startup hub. And uh, hi, I am Marika. I'm from Italy. I moved to Sweden one and a half year ago and then pretty much as soon as I moved, I moved into the house. And uh, I'm in Stockholm because I studied my PhD in uh, one of the medical universities here. So I definitely am not an entrepreneur or a startup person. Most of the people in the house uh, are, but uh, not, all, not all of us. Perfect. And then there's, so there's, is there 30 people total in the concept or how many people? Right now, actually, we got the numbers, uh, the latest numbers uh, today or yesterday. Yeah. So we are 46 at the moment. All in one big building? Yes. Correct. Okay, perfect. Yeah. Yes, it used to be a hotel. So actually, it's quite convenient because the setup is still the same. So uh, we have access to four uh, floors. And in, the to in total, I think we have 1,100 square meters 
which by the way get cleaned. So part of our uh, house budget is also uh, dedicated for the cleaning of the house, uh, con common spaces and uh, also um, private spaces. And so we have different rooms. Uh, they are, uh, they have different sizes. So we have single rooms, double rooms. So we share a double room, for example. And then uh, each room has a proper bathroom. So it's a very difficult, different kind of uh, co-living. It's a proper uh, hotel. Um, it looks like it at least. And then of course we have a very big uh, shared uh, spaces. spaces. And uh, some rooms actually, um, there are some people that are sharing um, a room in uh, like, uh, four people in the pod rooms and then uh, there's six people in a bunk bedroom so we have different type of accommodation in the house no but that's great because it makes it more affordable right so somebody sharing with five other people in one area you know versus a private room yes. and then your guys' common areas do you guys have like a large kitchen living space yes. so sorry no no, no. <laughs> uh, each floor has uh, its own kitchen uh, but Actually, we are totally free to move from floor to floor. So it's not like because you're on this floor, you have to use this kitchen. Uh, but so we have like, five, we actually have five kitchens. Five so kitchen. one floor has two kitchens. Yeah. Uh, they're different sizes. The biggest one is on the second floor. Um, and then we have a very big living room area that is kind of like a, a TV room uh, and also like a co-working space during the day because lots of people are working from home. Uh, we also have... a place we call the Zen room, which is a very nice and cozy room where a lot of us are meditating or doing yoga or taking meetings sometimes. Um, and a couple of more uh, spaces, smaller spaces, which are like lounges or yeah, small rooms. We can like, yeah, close the door to and uh, take a meeting or a phone call and stuff like that. And then do, you, do people stay nightly, weekly, monthly, annually? Like, is there all lease terms or do you guys have a minimum? Uh, usually when we move in, we really uh, we really care about the community. So we really invite people that we know are not going to leave uh, for a short amount of time. Um, usually the turnover is around one year and uh, something. Well, what was that? Uh, a little bit more than one year, right? Actually, I think it's 11 months. 11 months. Okay. Yes. <laughs> Almost a year. Yes. So yeah. definitely, yeah, no, it's not short term. It's uh, definitely when, when people move, it's a long term. And if they want to uh, move out, they need to give a three month notice. So it's it, three month notice. Yes. If, if they find somebody, if we find, because yeah. like we have a recruitment process, and then if we find somebody that could uh, rent the room before this, before this three month notice, then it's better. So the person can move before and can, and somebody else uh, can take their place. But otherwise, uh, no, it's a uh, three month, uh, which, is, which is actually somehow good because at least uh, we know that people are really committed when they move in. No, you're right. That's amazing. And it just helps foster that community. So what are some other ways you guys build community within the co-living home, within K9? Uh, that's an ongoing uh, question and process. And uh, it's fascinating and very challenging. Uh, obviously, there's so many of us and we come from different cultures and different ages. And we all have our own definition of what, how we want to see the community grow. But um, we, we we have some pretty basic things that are like onboarding, uh, which is uh, obviously logistic, but as well, we try to create this kind of like initiation uh, feeling when someone come in and feel at home immediately. Uh, we organize, as everybody's free to come up with uh, activities and workshops and uh, suggestions for uh, anything we can do together. We, uh, the thing we do the most, and even without noticing it, is we 
foster community by eating together, uh, uh, spending time in the kitchen, having breakfast, having brunches, organizing, uh, organizing lunches or dinners. Uh, I think actually we only have one American person in the house, but we did Thanksgiving last year. Uh, just an excuse to sit together at the table and uh, cook together. And uh, so I would say that's our main uh, community builder at the moment. But we, we keep brainstorming about how can we yeah, bring ours closer. And, and is it mostly European? Because you said it's really diverse. Um, is it mostly Europeans? Is it mostly, you had one American there. Uh, we're looking at the numbers that we just got yesterday, actually. <laughs> uh, so actually, sorry, go ahead. No, no, yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's mostly Swedes, obviously. Yeah. <laughs> um, but then we actually have 16 different nationalities. Uh, so after Swedes, it's Danish and then Indian and then a bunch of us from everywhere in Europe, basically. And then what's the um, demographic as far as like guys and girls? Is it pretty split? Yeah, it's uh, again the numbers. Oh yeah, there. sorry. Uh, we keep opening. <laughs> yeah, it's a little bit more guys actually, which is uh, yeah, it's um, what is it? It's here. Yeah, thirty-one uh, guys so far and fifteen girls. So we are trying to recruit more girls. I guess like somehow guys are more keen overall to 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 share. I don't know. I, I guess maybe that's one of the reason, or or in, in, maybe yeah, maybe it's a little bit uh, scary for a girl to move in a house where you have a mixture of guy and girls. Well, for a guy, it's fine, I guess. So that's one of the main thing. And then also, I guess this uh, tech farm name might be a little bit uh, focused, like it might look like we are focusing on, on tech. And uh, maybe, I'm not sure, but that could be um, overrepresented by males than uh, respect to females. But I mean, again, this is not the case because the house is open to, to basically anybody. So you don't need to have a job in tech to no. be part of tech farm. Yeah, no, and that was my next question. So yeah, maybe Morgan, you can answer that. Like, so originally, was that the plan was to have people only in tech move in? And did that change over time? So, I mean, the, 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 the story of the name, uh, from what I've heard, is um, that that was an, the, a way to bring together the, the city. So the, the, the busy life and the work life, that was the word tech. And then the word farm was more like bringing also uh, the... Uh, living in nature and more slow paced life of the farm life. So that was kind of like the idea behind it. Um, it's true, I think, I believe that at the beginning, the idea of having entrepreneurs uh, getting together and, you know, maybe kind of like encouraging each other to create more and uh, yeah, co-work co and co-live. Mm -hmm. uh, that, that probably was the idea at the beginning, but very quickly, I think they realized that by letting people from all uh, backgrounds uh, come in actually brought much more value to everyone. Uh, so now we really have different uh, jobs. I mean, we've had a professional ballet dancer, we've, we have a couple of architects, we, um, we have yeah, one of us is the doctor. We have uh, we had lawyer. a food marketing uh, person, a lawyer, a bunch of designers. I teach yoga on the side, so there's lots of different stuff. Yeah. And then, do you guys again when you're over third or forty residents, do people silo off and kind of build their own communities within the big community? You think? Um, yes and no. I mean, I think. 
we, I think 46, so the number we are now, is still kind of maybe the, the threshold where <laughs> it's still possible to feel like a big family. Uh, I think more than 50 is getting really difficult. Uh, so of course, since we, well, we're different ages, well, I think the youngest person is 21, the oldest is 40, uh, 54. Uh, so of course, also in ages, we find maybe affinities or, um, but yeah, I, some people get along more than others, obviously, like in life. <laughs> but uh, I do believe that we actually do a lot with different people uh, and different groups. Yeah. Yeah. And then, do you guys host any events like in it? I mean, I know you do events internally, obviously, but do you guys have events where you invite other people into the community? Mm -hmm. Yeah, yeah. We just had the one event yesterday. It was um, a sort of um, canine TED talk um, where, um, what was the theme? Um, Self-leadership. Self-leadership, yes. So uh, different people had a different talk. We had uh, four speakers, so two were from the house and two were guest speakers. And the event was open also for people from the outside and they could come and uh, just, uh, yeah, we had to some, what was that, two hours? Mm -hmm. Had some, uh, something to eat, something to drink. And, and, then, and then we were just like listening to these people asking questions. It was very nice and inspiring uh, to see something like that. It's like free time for everybody. And it's nice to see that we can still have uh, such a great uh, and stimulating uh, way to mm -hmm. hang out together. Yeah, sorry. No, no, go ahead. Uh, of course, the risk when you have such a big community uh, is that you you kind of withdraw a little bit from the outside world because you have everything you need. Actually, you have everyone you need. Uh, so we try a bit to be um, yeah to make sure that we open up a little bit more. Uh, at least open up our doors so we don't have to go out, but people can come in. Very cool. Yeah. I love that. And then, so let's see, what are your guys's, and you guys can each answer separately, what's your guys's favorite, favorite part about co-living? <laughs> you want to go first? Oh, wow. Um, that's an interesting one. Um, for me, it's definitely uh, how it's transformed me. I mean, I always thought I was a, a person who was very uh, shy and introvert and didn't like people. Uh, and uh, within a year and a half I I really like realized that yeah I've learned so much uh, it sounds very cliche but so much about myself about how I relate to other people and actually realize how much I love people and uh, need people around me and how I learn from every single person here and um, living like this really forces you to uh, understand yourself more and uh, so that that is a wonderful uh i mean yeah plus to your life <laughs> to have that but then on the very basic uh thing is also just eating together i love waking up in the morning and going to the kitchen and having everyone sharing breakfast i think that's just wonderful it's great yeah i, I agree with everything she said of course <laughs> and uh yeah i mean a lot of people when they ask me why would you do that? Why would you like want to pay money to share things with people? I mean, don't you want your private space? But I mean, apart from the fact that we do have a lot of private space in here, so that's uh, very important to understand. It's not like we are on top of each other. We have a lot of space and sometimes you can go by without seeing anybody, which for me is the opposite. I really want to see a lot of people around. Uh, but yeah, I think uh, one of the best thing about co-living is that you you don't feel alone. You feel surrounded by people that really care about you. So that's the difference between 
uh, I mean, a student dorm. This is not out of necessity. People don't live together because they cannot afford to, to, to rent out a place for themselves. Actually, this place is quite expensive in comparison with your own apartment because we live in a very expensive area of Stockholm, unfortunately. But this was the property at the time that was available. So the, what I'm trying to say is that it's, it's, the, it's, a, it's a choice that we make and we actively decide to be part of the community. So it's nothing like sharing only a place. It's actually sharing your life, sharing your ideas, sharing your personality and adapting to everybody. And because we are from different culture, that adds an extra layer of challenges for sure, but also of like beauty and how much you can really learn from each other. So it's, it's a, I would never be able to live in a different way. I think now this is the way I want to keep living. I love that. I love that. No, and I'm the same, right? I've been co-living for years and I can't imagine like any other way. Yeah. And even when they would leave on vacation, you know, I'm like, where is everybody? I miss everybody. Like I would get. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. So I have two more questions. So one is what technology are you guys using to do all the bookings and events and communication with each other in the house? Um, so book, like um, when someone want to, move in or apply to mm -hmm. move in, then they just use the website and then we have one resident who is he's the only actual actually the only person who gets um paid uh to do this because it's really quite an intense part of the job is to uh just recruit the people so he he gets those uh applications and then he goes through a whole process of uh, meetings and meeting with residents from the house i mean it's a whole long process and um so that's one thing uh then we use uh, slack. slack uh we love slack we have so many channels oh my god <laughs> uh and yeah it's mainly slack and then we have facebook for events uh yeah yes and, and that's a way we use google drive just to keep our documents and to keep track of things like mailboxing and uh, where everybody like is living the number of the rooms because of course it's very big so we really need to keep track of who is living where, where, where everybody moves, and uh, who is part of the team, uh, yeah. because we have different teams. So that's, uh, yeah, basically that, that's all. And um, yeah, yeah I think that's, that's it. all. Yeah. Nice. And then the, um, so how occupied? Do you guys stay 100% occupied? Do you have a waiting list? Or do you guys always have vacancies? No, we are, I mean, yeah, we always, Apart from now, because like uh, the, the top floor was uh, just uh, uh, open uh, back, it was open in the past and then they uh, had a project that it didn't work. So they just reopened. So this is a, a very weird time where we do have openings and we are, uh, we, we are looking for, so some, some of the rooms are not rent, but, uh, but usually we're completely yeah. like booked and there is a waiting list and uh, mm -hmm. yeah, definitely. Perfect. And then my last question that I ask every single guest is where do you girls see the future of co-living as like a whole industry going? <laughs> wow. Um, I think it's, I mean, once again, it sounds so cliche, but I think it's the future yeah, yeah. of living. Yes. Uh, not only because I think it's wonderful, uh, but for so many reasons in big cities right now, I mean, the, the price of living, the how, I mean, it's so difficult to get your own place, especially in Stockholm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> mm, uh, but also how lonely people are, uh, and how this is the answer to so many issues that we have. Um, it's still, I think, the term co-living is scaring a lot of people. 
because they still have this image of a bunch of like hippies uh, not working, taking drugs, and uh, and we really try hard to change that. And um, it's it's popping up popping up a little bit everywhere. I mean, I'm from France, and I, I see now in Paris there's more and more people talking about this. And I yeah, so I think it has a bright future in front of yeah, in the it has a bright future. But uh, I think we there's a lot to do about what people's uh, ideas are and cliche or like uh, yeah images they, they have in their head about co-living so yeah. yeah but i guess like the more co-livings are open uh, opening and the more like we're sharing the stories like in this way for example so thank you so much for this initiative yeah. <laughs> the more people get to listen a little bit more and get more comfortable with the idea and understanding that it's not one house of weird people but it's uh, actually like you know something that is happening a little bit everywhere and it's growing so no definitely i believe is the is the future I I'm I'm 100% sure that uh, uh, yes they they are growing yes. <laughs> nope, I'm with you, girls. I believe that obviously 110%. So um, thank you so much for letting me interview you. It's it's really nice. You know, again, usually we have the operators, but we've had developers, we've had residents on before. It's been a while, so it's fun. You know, once you guys reached out, like this is awesome because you get to speak. You know, because you guys get to speak from experience of of living you know a year and a half in this concept and that you guys you know collectively manage i mean that's a lot i mean that's you know it's not just managing a house with five people it's like a whole community and um you guys should be super proud and just getting the word out and and you're right like just i think the more and more people talk about co-living and and see that it's you know you have your phd it's like it's real people that like are not hippies that are co-living um, and it's all ages. So that was one of my questions. I'm glad you guys had talked about, you know, the age range in, you know, in your guys's concept. Uh, so thank you so much. And I'm in Amsterdam for these three months. I hope I can just, I know it's a short, like two hour flight. So hopefully I can make it over to Stockholm. I've heard amazing things and I haven't been to Sweden yet. So um, yeah, I will reach out and see if I could come over. Oh, yeah, you will have a room in here. No worries. We have a little Yay! <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Okay, you two, thanks so much for coming on the show today. I really appreciate it. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. -bye. <laughs> Bye.